Hey guys, welcome to Chat with KST. It's your girl K, and today we're going to be talking about love. All right, so first we're going to talk about the things that come to mind, to my mind, when I hear the word love. We're going to define what love is, and once I've defined, defined what love is, we're going to jump into the five different love languages. And my source is the five languages, five love languages by Gary Chapman. All right. So we're going to break it down. All right. So let's jump into it. So one of the first things I think about when I hear love is I think of hate and I think of the word hate because I feel like those two emotions coincide side by side, whereas when you love someone and you love someone so much and you have this deep adoration for someone, it can quickly shift to deep hate for that person. And sometimes when we have deep hate for someone, they can do something so nice, so vulnerable, so so selfless that it makes the hate turns into love. So I feel like love and hate are like two emotions on the separate side of more the same spectrum. And depending on whether you're on the left or the right will depend on which emotion that you're feeling. But I feel like love and hate coincide side by side. They're like cousins, basically, to me. Um, something else that I think about when I think of the word love is I think of foolish, right? Sometimes, especially in our younger days, we can tend to be really, really dumb when it comes to love. And we can do some foolish things when it comes to love. And it'll just make us act outside of our characters and not who we typically would be when love isn't present, right? So I think of foolish. I think of relationships because love is the fu the fundamental um, emotion behind a lot of relationships, whether it be friendship, it be romantic partnership. Love is the founding emotion, the underlying emotion behind it all. Um, I think of why when I think of the word love and why is the question that a lot of us love to ask our significant others when they say they love us. They're like, they're like, oh yeah, babe, I love you so much. And we're like, why do you love me? And when we say why, we're most times looking for an answer of, I love you because you're beautiful, you're smart, you do all these different amazing things for me that makes me love you like we're looking for something specific that describes oh sorry that was not sexy Kalila <laughs> but nonetheless when we ask the, the question why does someone love us we're looking for a deep um for a deep answer and a specific answer as to why they feel the way that they say that they feel Another thing that comes to mind is boundaries, right? And it ties back into the foolishness. Um, I said foolishness. It's tied back into the word foolish that I think of when I hear love because love will make you act in foolish ways because we lack boundaries, right? Boundaries would make us kind of put ourselves in check when we do feel love, um, put ourselves in check and say, hey, you know what? Even though I love this person, there are certain things I can't do, right? And the reason why I wanted to bring up boundaries is because I had this conversation a couple years ago with someone and the conversation was along the lines of 
feeling as though unconditional love is the true source of love and not basically putting yourself first. It was just a very confusing conversation, but it still baffles me to this day because I have a total different opinion. I feel like we can love people and we can love them unconditionally and accept the things and accept them for who they are. But when the things that they do start to hurt us, start to hinder us, start to become um, bad to us as the person that's on the receiving end of it, I feel like that's where we need to start to align some boundaries. And I feel like love without boundaries isn't love. That's being taken advantage of. And I feel like we do need some boundaries in our love. Um, and it can still be unconditional, right? It's just, I love you, but there are certain things that you can't, there are certain ways in which I won't allow you to take advantage of me, basically, which is why I feel like boundaries is a very important one for love. Um, I feel like love is a beautiful emotion. There's another word that I thought of when I thought of love was passion. And for me, passion is just the love is the driving force of passion, right? Love leads to passion, whether it's in terms of um, passionate connections between someone, um, a passionate night with someone, or even a passion for a passion project, right? Like a, a creative outlet or a creative project that you're working on. Love leads to passion. When you start doing what you love, it drives that passion within you to keep doing that thing. Now, last thing I thought of when I thought of the word love was the five love languages. And of course, we're going to jump into that in a bit. I just want to define what love actually is. So according to Google, love is an intense feeling of deep affection. So love is a is an intense feeling. So it's an intense feeling, an overwhelming feeling of deep affection, of deep care, of deep love, for someone okay and here in that definition it puts into perspective what it is that i feel because sometimes you can feel love so intensely and it's like wait what is that that's not love that's lust or that's not love that's something else you just like this person you're just deeply um infatuated with the person but hearing, it, hearing the word love being defined as an intense feeling of deep affection, it can put into perspective when I am in love or when I am feeling love for someone. Now, before we jump into the five love languages, I just want to tie into some biblical ties into the word love. So God loves us, right? And... He loves us so much and you always hear this saying that God loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting have everlasting life. Like think about someone who sacrifices their son um, for love, for the love of someone else. That's deep, right? Also, God love has been shown a lot of times in the Bible where in the earlier stages in the Bible where the Israelites kept breaking the laws that he had set forth and he kept forgiving them, right? Forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiving them, forgiving them and helping them out. So it would be a cycle between them committing sin, God forgiving them, them repenting, and them going back into a cycle of committing sin and sin and sin and sin and sin and sin and sin, and sin, and sin again. And God continuously forgive them. So 
those were two different examples of how love shows up. It shows up in the form of forgiveness and it shows up in the form of sacrifice. Another way in which love shows up for us in the Bible is when God God expresses how much he, lo he has love for humans that he created us within his image and the way how God loved us as human beings that's how he wants us to love our neighbor, right? He wants us to love our neighbors the same way that he loves us in the same way that we love ourselves. And then another example of, uh, that would be an example of how um, love is expressed, right? So it would be love is a form of sacrifice where God sacrificed his son for us. Love is a form of forgiveness where we forgive people when we love them and but we, even when we don't love people, we should be forgiven. But that's just an example. And when we share our love, that's an expression of love, I should say. I should say these are expressions of love, not a form. I should say expression. That's I used the wrong word, so let me correct myself there. An expression of love would be sacrifice. An expression of love would be forgiveness. And an expression of love would be sharing your love out to people, saying hi, saying good morning, saying hello. It doesn't have to be as supernatural as, on the terms of God, but just forgiving people when they mess up, you know, um, making certain sacrifices for the ones that you love. And also just saying, hey, hello, I love you. Um, you know, just being friendly to your neighbors and expressing love to them. So those are three different ways in which the Bible shows us love and um, affection, a deep, intense um, emotion of deep, of, uh, of deep adoration for, for us. But nonetheless, let's jump into, let me just look at my notes real quick. Let's jump into the five love languages by Gary Chapman, right? So, whew, let me take a deep breath. Slow it down, Khalili. You're talking a bit fast. I hope I'm not going too fast. Um, but, whew, all right. I caught my breath. Now let's jump into it, right? And if you guys do hear the bikes outside, I'm sorry. Like I live in a neighborhood where there are a lot of motorcyclists. So I just kind of wanted to just express that. And I am a New Yorker. So if I'm talking fast, that's what we tend to do. We tend to talk a lot. <laughs> we tend to talk fast over here in New York. But um, let's get into it. The first one would be words of affirmation. But before we jump into it, let me just say you can have multiple um, love languages. You can have one, you can have two, you can have three. All five could be your love languages. For me, I have two in particular that are my love languages. But even if you do have all five as your love language, one or two of them will stick out to you as the ones that really, really resonate with you as your specific love language, okay? In addition to that, the way in which we um, express our love, the way in which we show our love to other people is most times... Um, common that that's the way that we want it receive we want it back to receive it back to us we was how we want love given to us all right so those are just two quick disclaimers i wanted to um say before i jump back into words of affirmation so words of affirmation is the first one words of affirmation is basically when you reassure someone with your words when you are telling someone that they're beautiful you're telling somebody hey you did such an amazing job you're a great mom you're a great father, you're a great this, you're a great that, you do so well at this, you do a great job at work. Like someone who's always constantly reassuring you with their words, someone who likes to talk to you, someone who just likes to um, tell you how beautiful you are, how amazing you are, that is someone who's 
love language would be words of affirmation and how they would like to have their love received back to them is through words as, as well, through words that are reassuring them, through words that are telling them that they're also amazing, that they're also kind, that they're also these all these different amazing things, right? So the first one would be words of affirmation. The second one would be physical touch, all right? So I don't know if you know those people that you know, they like to touch, they like to hug, they like to give cheek kisses, they like to give forehead kisses. Those people, they like to hold hands, they like to cuddle. Those people, their love language is physical touch. They like that skin-to-skin -skin contact, that hand-to-hand -hand gesture. Like, they just love when their skin is able to be against your skin. It's it's not even in a sexual manner or anything like that. It could just be simply holding hands, hugging, cheek kisses. Um, it, even in your platonic relationships where someone just loves to touch you, that person, their love language would be um, physical touch and the way in which they would like their... Um, loves to be expressed back to them within boundaries of course would be physical touch so you as well within your boundary within your limits would express that through a hug through a cheek kiss through holding their hands through whatever ways or whatever manners you feel comfortable expressing back that physical touch to them the third one which is one of mine is quality time quality time quality time quality time I love spending time with my family, with my friends, and with my loved ones. And it doesn't have to be time spent buying stuff. It could just be time spent talking, time spent hanging out, doing fun things, doing things that we enjoy to do. That's what quality time is about. Quality time is just spending some time with, the, with your loved ones, doing the things that you guys love, and bonding, and just... And it doesn't even have to be doing things that you guys love. It could be as simple as staying at home together, relaxing together, watching a movie. As long as you're with that person and you're spending time with that person, that would be quality time. And that's one of Kay's um, love languages, all right? I love to spend quality time with, with people that I love and care about. And how someone who loves to spend quality time with you, how they would like their love to be received back to them is through you spending time with them. So it could be you saying, hey, you know what? I want us to hang out on Saturday. I want us to hang out on Sunday. I want us to hang out and just do something fun, just the two of us or just the three of us hang out and do something fun. That's how someone who's quality, whose love language is quality time would love that to be expressed back to them. The next one, for number four, the fourth one would be acts of services. Acts of services is Kay's second one. Well, no, I'm lying. Acts of services would be my number one, and my second one would be quality time. So acts of services is basically when you do things for other people. And this is what I like to call the doer in the relationship, someone who does things, someone who irons your clothes, someone who takes your car for a wash, someone who brings you a cup of coffee, someone who finds something wrong with what that's going on in your day, in your schedule, and find the time to get it done for you, to find the time to help you out with it, find the time to just do things for you. That person, their love language is acts of services. That's me. 
I am, <laughs> I am it. It is me. I love acts of services, but also if you love, if you would love to like, um, if you would love to express acts of services back to me or access services back to someone that you love and care about by doing the same things that I just mentioned before, like taking the car to go get a wash, bringing them a cup of coffee, folding the clothes, doing something nice for them, cleaning the bathroom, doing something nice. Or if they have a busy schedule, just trying to find something in there that you can help them out with and make their day easier. That would be one of the most amazing ways in which you can express back access services to someone whose love language is access services. All right. Now, my least favorite one, my least, least favorite one on the list, but it's kind of crazy because my, the people that I'm around, my family, my friends, this is their top one. So this is where a lot of the different barriers within my own relationship kind of come up where their love language is, is physical touch, but that's my least favorite. So let's jump into it. Physical touch, physical, uh, not physical touch, sorry. I'm making a <laughs> I'm making a mess here. No, not physical touch. It is gift giving. Gift giving. Physical touch is the first one that we touched upon. This one here, which is my least favorite, is gift giving. Physical touch for me isn't one of my least favorite ones. Um, uh, it's not one of my least favorite ones. Maybe my second to least. Maybe my second to leave. Let me let me see. If I had to put it in order for myself, before we jump into the last one, which is um, gift given, I would say at the top of the list for me, it would be acts of services, quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, and then gift given. Yeah, that's how my love languages would flow from my most, from the most, the one that I love the most, to the one that I love the least. So again, it would be um, actual services being the most, quality time being the second, the second most, uh, words of affirmation being in the middle, physical touch being the second to least, and gift giving being the least. So let's jump into gift giving. That is the one that is the least for me, and it's the fifth on the list. Gift giving. Now, gift givers will tend to give gifts for birthdays, for special events, but they will also give gifts even if it's not a birthday or, or, or an event or anything like that. They're just people who like to get you things, who like to get you nice things. And the worst thing you could do for a gift giver is like literally throw out the gift or not appreciate the gift that they give you. So if you see that someone is a gift giver, try your best to appreciate all the gifts that they give you. I've had to learn that lesson the wrong way because like I was mentioning before, my family and friends, they're all gift givers. They like to receive gifts and give gifts. And I, again, remember I mentioned it before, I am, that's the least on my list. So don't get me wrong, there are some people in my family where it's quality time and it's access services as well. But for the most part, I have a lot of gift givers around me. And the worst thing you could do is not appreciate the gift that they give you or to throw it out or to not, or to damage it or something. Oh, you won't hear the end of it. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, somebody who's uh, a gift giver, they would most likely like to receive gifts as well. So what you can do is you can see where they there is a need for a gift in their life. Maybe they need a new pair of shoes. They need a new backpack. They need a new notebook. They need a new um, 
sheet on their bed, new curtains, whatever they need is going to be small. And it could be something small, but it could be like where you just observe their life and say, hey, you know what? Um, I don't know. Jackie needs this for her for her curtains. She needs this for her window. So you know what? Let me pick up Jackie some curtains and, and surprise her with it. Because I know that Jackie's a gift giver. And you would go in and you would get ja Jackie those curtains and she would be happy because she's a gift giver. So you just gave her something that she will now love and appreciate. So those are the five love languages. And I just kind of went over everything with you guys when it comes to love and what I feel when I hear the word, the terminology love. We defined love as a feeling um <laughs> as a intense feeling sorry an intense feeling of deep attraction an intense feeling of deep attraction i gave you guys some examples in the bible where love has been expressed to us through forgiveness through sacrifice and through sharing and expressing love and we went over the five love languages by gary chapman so i hope you guys were able to enjoy that and thank you for tuning in to chat with KST and I will see you guys next time. Bye.